In the Mountain West, we take the lead. We show heart and grit and have the vision to be leaders in everything we do. We don't wait for opportunities. We create our own. Today is our day, and we will take the lead. Hey, everyone. Great to have you with us for another edition of Taking the Lead. Today's soccer episode features San Diego State head coach Mike Friesen. He's in his 17th season as the Aztecs head coach. And last week in the 1-0 win over Air Force, Coach Friesen picked up his 100th career Mountain West win. Well, let's welcome in San Diego State women's soccer head coach, Mike Friesen. Coach, it's been a minute since we chatted, so thank you so much for joining me on Taking the Lead today. My pleasure. Well, first things first, a 1-0 win over Air Force last Thursday marked your 100th career Mountain West win. First off, congratulations. I know you're probably going to play this one cool, but how did it feel to hit that milestone in your coaching career? Uh, Yeah, it was special. I mean, honestly... um... I hadn't thought about it and then I had thought about it and it, you know, created a little bit of anxiety just to like get it over with. But, um, really it was, it was an amazing, um, night for me to just think about all of the people that I've gotten to do that with, both from the players that I've coached and assistant coaches, um, people I've worked with. It was just really kind of cool to think back over the, the time of, of the first win all the way to that, um, pretty special moment and have it, um, you know, a little celebration afterwards with our team was really cool, um, but kind of happy to have it over with. Yeah. Well, such a big milestone. Congratulations. There was also some other exciting uh, things happening on the pitch for San Diego State this past weekend. On Sunday, you guys debuted some new kits. Those are pretty fresh. Did you design those yourself, coach? Um, I I had a big input in it. Um, obviously, the Aztec calendar is something that's, that's big for us. Um, and yeah, happy to get those finally. Um, on on the team and and get them out in in public which is great we were hoping to do it sooner but um you know in the last couple of years it's been a, little, a real challenge to get our uniforms so but yeah we really like them yeah they looked really awesome well on sunday first colorado college your squad had 32 shots in the 3-1 win the most in a match since 2016 what is fueling this offense right now and allowing them so many opportunities in front of goal I mean, really, it's we have some very good players. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, all of us coaches are we're on the sideline yelling and doing things, but at the end of the day, it's the players that really make it happen. And um, we have some some very talented players. We have players that um, you know would probably start in a lot of places that are coming off the bench, and so we have a lot of depth um, in our attack. Um, and and there's been a lot of work put into um, get them where they are right now. And so all year they have really gotten after it in terms of their fitness and. Um, some of their decision-making and all those things. And so I think it's just a combination of a lot of things, a little bit more maturity, um, some focus in the right areas in terms of some of our finishing stuff. Although I wish we would have finished a few more goals on Sunday um, with the chances we created, but it's, it's been fun. Um, it's, it's a really fun group to work with because they're creative, they're technical, um, we're athletic, we're, we're, we're good in a lot of areas that are really creating a lot of chances. Yeah, well, not to mention the fact that there are seven players right now who have scored at least one goal this season and nine who have at least one assist. Who have been some of the players that maybe have surprised you in the way that they've been able to contribute offensively? Um, you know, I think not, I don't really think there's a surprise necessarily. Um, you know, I think one of the players, if, if I think about surprise, maybe would be Alexis Ocampo, um, having not played last year, coming off a torn ACL um, at the Mount West Tournament a couple years ago. 
um, I just almost forgot how good she was more than surprised. And um, when she got back this spring, it was just immediate where it was like, oh, she's going to be a big impact for us. And so she's been a, a, a good surprise, I guess, in some ways. Um, but really, um, everybody that's played up top for us in the midfield has been has been um, a long time coming, really. I mean, we created chances last year. I don't think we were as, as good about finishing some chances or or maybe the final ball wasn't as good. And so we've spent a lot of time this spring um, and the beginning of the fall really, really focusing on some of the different types of balls we can play in, the different movement we have, the, the how we're going to press teams. I think they just get it at a higher level, and that's really created a lot of opportunity for players. I'm curious, with eight returners back this fall, how does that change your approach to the season, or what do you mainly focus on heading into the season when the core is back and the majority know the identity of Aztec women's soccer? Yeah, I think it's no surprise. College athletics, regardless of sport, older teams are are just better. And I think, you know, that's that's the same goes for us. It's just it makes it so much easier because I don't have to teach everybody what's happening. We've spent a lot of time with some of the older players and returners. Um, and then they're able to teach and, sh- and lead by example for younger players. And so they get it quicker. And it's just it's a completely different thing when you have an older team. And so you hit on the head. It's it's being more mature, being an older team, having gone through it, understanding the pitfalls that come, you know, especially in our conference in the Mount West, there's so many pitfalls. And so having them have that experience of what we did well last year, what we didn't do well last year and be able to, to also inform our younger players, like this is what's coming and this is how we handle these things has been massive for us. What were some of the main messages um, for your group that you told them heading into this season after the way last season finished? Obviously, you guys are a team that are that is consistently making Mountain West Championship appearances. I know you would have liked to, you know, add another one of those trophies behind you last season. So what were some of the messages um, that you really emphasized heading into this season? Yeah, I think our biggest thing was what are we willing to do to to create results that we want in November? And so the entire year has been set up with what are the things that we're going to do in every facet of our game and our personal lives, um, just to set us up to, to have the success that we really want. Because at the end of the year, last year, um, you know, all credit to Wyoming to win that game, but we felt like we were in a position to, to win the Mountain West tournament. And we thought we were playing well. We didn't finish our chances. We, we gave away some chances and they did a fantastic job of just the energy they had. And I think that's something we can pull from. Um, as what Wyoming did last year is just really create an energy around their team. And so there's a few things that we, we talked about. One was just what's our team chemistry like? What does it look like on our bench? Um, who's not playing? How do they support the team that everybody has a role? Um, and so we spent a lot of time um, talking about our team values. We have nine team values. We spent a lot of time with those. We spent a lot of time on our playing principles um, and we got a lot more fit. And so just putting in that work, um, now we can draw on those things. And so we have a run that we do. It's called the Monty. It's a, mile, a little over a mile. Um, and we warmed up with that every single day in the spring. We did 55 Montys in the spring. And so we still talk about the work we did in the spring is what's going to push us through those tough moments. And so draw upon those experiences that we um, that we experienced all spring long, the grind we did all spring long to put us in this position. So those things really push us forward. Um, and I think the playing piece you know, just understanding what we want, um, just it's it just makes it more fun, right? Everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to touch the ball. Everybody understands what we're trying to accomplish, and I think that has helped us this season for sure. Nothing bonds a team more than those fitness runs in the spring and summer. Uh, <laughs> yes, <amazing. laughs> well, 
Well, let's chat about some of the players on your roster that are making some noise this season, some that we've seen before, and it was no surprise. Um, first, I've got to give some love to the brick wall in the net for your Aztecs, Alexa Madueño. Earlier this season, she moved into second place on the San Diego State all-time saves leaderboard. How much confidence does it give a group when they know that they've got an exceptional athlete like Alexa keeping clean sheets? Yeah, I, I, you know, Alexa does a lot of things really well. Um, she's a very good shot stopper. She understands the game at a high level. Her feet are e- exceptional, the way she's able to play out of the back. Um, she can play long ball. She can start her attack. Um, and just the experience she brings to the team, I think it just gives everybody a lot of confidence. And I think the other part for her and for all of us is that we have Cami Illingworth behind her right now that is fantastic as well. We have two very, very good goalkeepers. Um, they've shared a couple of the shutouts. Um, Cammy's done a really good job of pushing Alexa to the, to the most she can get out of her. Um, and so I feel really good. And I know the team feels really good, regardless of who's in the net, that both of them bring a lot of great qualities to this team. Um, and Alexa has been playing out of her mind this, this fall for sure. And so happy to see that too. And I know the team's behind both of them. Um, but yeah, I think that really gives a lot of confidence when you know what's behind you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Emma Gaines Ramos, another player you can't not mention when you're talking about San Diego State women's soccer. Crafty, speedy player, has three goals and two assists in conference action uh, as of right now. Where have you seen Emma make the biggest strides throughout the course of her career to get her to where she is now? And I'll say it as one of the top weapons offensively in the Mountain West. Yeah. Yeah, Emma's always been very good on the dribble. Um, that continues to improve. I think that's one of the things we we tell all of our players is we don't want you to not focus on your strengths. That's a massive strength for her. It's how do we bring that out um, in the right moments? And so the work she's done, one, her fitness is much, much more, which means she can do more late in games, which we've seen. Um, she wears down teams, um, her ability to get behind them, get inside of them. But really, we've been working on her finishing. And um, her finishing is much, much improved from last year. Uh, much more thoughtful. Um, she's able to play better balls in. Her service is better. Um, and we're, we're continuing to get her better and better defensively. She's actually a very good 1v1 defender. She actually does the work to come back. And so just continuing to build those those skill sets that really put her in a position to then pick up balls in really dangerous areas where teams just can't deal with her. I think one of the more impressive things about your team, not only do you have just Uh, an arsenal of weapons, right, offensively, but they also know how to play defense. Is that something that you look specifically for when you're recruiting, Um, not just what they can do in front of goal, but also um, how they can defend? Really, it's more mindset, right? I mean, I think Mm -hmm. defensively, um, anybody really can defend. It's Mm -hmm. will you defend. And again, going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the year, what are we willing to do to put our team in the best position to win games? And that means everybody has to attack and everybody has to defend. This is a team game. And I think mostly what we're looking for is the mindset that somebody wants to be gritty and grind and do the hard work, not just do the pretty things. And I think that's one of the things I'll actually uh, touch back on as some of our finishing was last year, um, we would only cheer in training when somebody hit a goal in the top corner. And I was like, stop cheering for that. That's not the only goals count. It doesn't matter how it goes in. Let's be good finishers. And so just Mm -hmm. thinking about our team mindset of like the flash and all those things, they don't matter. Um, It's about what are you going to do consistently day in and day out? And I think that leads to the defensive side as well, um, which means we have to defend. Um, There's a lot of really good teams in this conference. Air Force was fantastic the other night. 
just in the way they're able to keep the ball. And we had to defend and we had to do some different things based on their formation. Um, but we had to have a team willing to do those things. And so I think it's more of a mindset, even more than, than it is a skill, um, mm-hmm. skill we can teach. Yeah. Well, another player that's new to the Aztecs this season, Callie Trevithick, a transfer from UCLA, won a national championship with the Bruins. How did she find her way to the Mesa? Uh, wow. It's, it's, uh, an interesting one. Cause she went in the portal just, uh, literally right after we played them last year. Um, and we chatted with her a little bit. We were a little concerned about some of the injuries she had. And so we were a little hesitant because of some of the situations we had in the past. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we circled back to her right around, you know, um, the new year and, and, um, got back on the call with her and just got excited about her. And and again, going back to the character, um, we spent time with her. She came down on a visit and just had an amazing sense that these, this is a high character person who has an amazing skill set. And her, her experience at UCLA was, um, was massive in terms of what she brings to our team to win a national championship, to have played in the final four, um, or a couple of final fours, um, just what she brings to us and she wants to be a pro. And so we felt like this is a place where we can bring her in and she has two, two years of eligibility left. Um, to not only come in and be an asset to our team, but be a leader and bring that experience with her. She's been fantastic. Um, she just walked out of my office a few minutes ago, um, talking about you know her frustration a little bit with the weekend of like we want to be better and how do I find more time on the ball and how do we get better? And I think that mindset has been massive for us. It's it's so refreshing as a coach to have a grown woman walk through the door and wants to get better compared to a lot of times seventeen and eighteen year olds who are like right. I'm happy to be here. And so that's been massive for the team as well. Yeah. Well, not a specific player, but the defensive unit uh, with Grace Goins, Kiera Utush, Trinity Coker. They're so organized and mature. I know Grace was on the Mountain West newcomer team last year, but the way she plays is so much older than I feel like how old she is. What impresses you about their consistency? Yeah, it's they've taken some pride in what they do. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a lot of discussion at the end of last year of where we get better. How do we get better? Um, and they've done a really good job of, of learning and refining some of the things that have made them much better this year in terms of closing gaps and, and covering for each other and the communication um, success they're having um, has been really good. And Katie Sin has, has um, joined in back there and she played some limited minutes last year, but um, we knew that her passing ability um, would really help our team. And so those four have been fantastic on the back line, but also right in front of them, Carlin Blake and Eliza Eckhart um, have done a good job of being ball winners and, and maintaining composure in there and be able to play out of the back. And so that gives those players extra confidence too. But again, I think if you think about the team game of not just being the four defenders or the four attackers or how that looks, it is everybody. And I think what we benefit from is that everybody's been better defensively and those guys benefit from that. All of those um, defenders um, do a great job of, not only being able to defend at a high level, but also starting our attack. And so they're on the ball a lot. Um, all are technical. They can pass. They can play over distance. Um, Kira had a, a goal on a, on a penalty, but she's been dangerous on set pieces. Grace had a chance the other day. Um, Trinity for sure can score. She had a banger against uh, UCSD. So it's been fun to watch them play on both sides of the ball. Yeah, no, I noticed that at the Mountain West Championship last year. I mean, your outside backs specifically – 
they're able to get up into the attack, like you mentioned, and they're just so fit and physical. And not only can they defend, but they can also get into the attack. So yeah, they're super fun to watch. And especially just with the consistency um, that they play with. Well, a big weekend on tap for your group hosting Boise State and Utah State with first place in the Mountain West on the line on Thursday night. When you're scouting those two teams, what is making them so dangerous right now? Well, I think Boise is, is um, you know, got some players that are just slippery, right? Carly Cross up top and and um, Kinsey are, are just dangerous because they're going to turn and shoot from anywhere. Um, they're going to play off each other and look for those little knockdowns um, and be super direct. And I think that that for us um, and for anybody, really, it's a challenge to just make sure you're keeping track of them because they're going to create chances off of almost nothing sometimes. And so... I think for us, it's going to have to be really organized, lots of communication and doing the right thing um, the majority of the time to deal with them. Um, Utah State's a little bit different uh, in terms of the way they play, maybe a little bit more of a matchup with what, how we play. Um, but they're they're having a great year as well. I mean, they've upset, obviously, BYU at home, which was fantastic. And um, they're dangerous in a lot of spots. And they've got some good strikers, um, but they're also really organized. Manny has them playing some really good soccer and uh, feel like they're going to be hard to break down. It's just that both are tough, tough games. Um, thankful to have them at home where we don't have to deal with some of the altitude or some of the grass stuff we have to deal with that's not normal for us. Um, and so, yeah, I think that'll that'll help us for sure looking at this weekend. You know this league inside and out. We were just talking about it now in your 17th season at the helm for San Diego State. What has been the best part about seeing the level of competition evolve over the years to what it is today? Yeah, I honestly, this has been um, it's been really fun to watch the Mountain West grow over the last five years, especially. We have a lot of very good coaches, and that makes all of our jobs interesting, um, challenging. But every team that comes in here, we're, we're, we're going to them, um, they just bring something different. Each team has an identity. Each team um, plays a little bit differently, but they're really good at what they do. And so it's been fun to watch that. I think um, not only we have good coaches, we have good people in this conference. And I think having good leadership um, throughout every team, it's been really fun. Um, the good camaraderie, it's good competitive, like we can get after each other, but also we're good friends. And I think mm-hmm. that's been really fun for me. Um, and I'd say the same thing for this weekend, right? Jim has been here a long time now as well. Um, and I have a great relationship with Jim and Manny um, that we can come and compete against each other and talk about it. And um, regardless of outcomes, we can move on and 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 still be friends. But um yeah, I think the coaching, the level of coaching has been really impressive in the Mountain West over the last five years for sure. Yeah, we've got a great group of coaches in the Mountain West. It's always fun to see, you know, the rotating cast that comes through the Mountain West championships and this podcast specifically getting to know the coaches throughout the season and some of the newer ones um, in our conference. But yeah, I would agree. We've got a great group of yeah. coaches here in the we Mountain West. On after Jenny, I watched hers last week and it's a challenge because one, she's way better looking than me. She's funny, <laughs> she's so accomplished. And I was like, oh gosh, now I got to follow her again. Great coach, all those things. So, um, but but again, there's so many fun people in this conference. Well, coach, it's now time for the final third. Are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> First question: We know you've got the good weather, the beach, all all the great things about San Diego, right? But what is a hidden gem, um, in your opinion, of San Diego? Well, I don't know if anything's hidden in San Diego just because of everybody wants to be here. Um, it just costs so much to be here. But I mean, <laughs> honestly, the food here is phenomenal. 
I mean, we have, obviously, we have some of the best tacos in the world. Um, so you can't go wrong with tacos, but we also have amazing seafood and just amazing environment downtown. Lots of places to go eat. There's so much hiking that you can do here. And obviously, we have beaches. And so I don't know if anything's really hidden, um, but this is, a, this is an amazing place to, to live. Definitely one of our favorite spots to visit yes. in the Mountain West, that's for sure. Um, second question for you. What is your go-to guilty pleasure song? Oh, man. Um, I don't have a go-to song. I have a very eclectic um, taste in music. The only thing I try to avoid is country. Um, but we have some people on our team that are so into it. And I'm not totally against it, but remember, I'm a little older. And so the country music that I grew up with is not necessarily what it is now. Yeah, it's but more I poppy. From anything from, I mean, my old go-to would be a lot of Metallica that was played in my locker room back in the day. But also, like, I listen to a lot of praise and worship music. I listen to a lot of hip-hop, rap. All I mean, I have a wide variety. So I don't necessarily have a go-to. I have a, a huge eclectic uh, taste, I guess I would say. Yeah, you've got a playlist for like every vibe, every yeah. day. It's like, oh, today we're feeling hip hop. Today yeah. we're feeling rap. <laughs> I trust my my wife and my daughter to create playlists that I can just listen to. And so I don't have to come up with any of it. There you go. Simple. Just yeah. right, given right to you on a silver platter. Coach, if you could, would you travel to the past or the future and why? Ooh, that's a really difficult question. Um Man, I would probably, I don't know if I would do either. I, I have loved everything about my life. Some of the most difficult things I've faced in my life have been some of the most meaningful things. And I look at my my struggles that I've had with, with, I would never wish them on my worst enemy, but I wouldn't trade them for anything in life because I think they've really shaped who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really want to go in the future. I'm, I'm too old for that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to miss anything. I want to be in the present really um i'm having a great time with where i'm at i have an amazing team i work with amazing people um my son is actually a college soccer player and he's killing it right now and so it's been so fun to watch him play my daughter's about to graduate from high school so i don't want to miss anything mm-hmm. um I, i'm loving where i'm at right now you're the definition of like be where your feet are that's one of my favorite quotes so that seems to sum yes. that up pretty much yeah, 100%. <laughs> Um, is there anything about you that people are surprised to learn? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, hard to, to see what people perceive me as. Um, but I would just say what defines me is really, um, what my priorities are. I say this in recruiting all the time, but I'm a husband first. I love my wife to death. She's an amazing uh, woman and, um, I want to be married to her forever and so we love spending time together. I love my kids to death and having two kids that are now becoming adults um, has been challenging, amazing, um, but I just want to be around them as much as I possibly can. And I love being a coach too. And so, um, you know, I get to be around kids who are becoming adults and be an influence in their life. So I think really when you look at somebody who's a coach, I just, I'm not defined by being a coach. I really mm-hmm. actually like the rest of it better than I even like coaching. Um, I'm obviously a super competitive person, but really it's the relationships that I love the most. And so maybe people from the sideline, if you see me in an intense game, might not know that about me, but um, I'm really kind of a softy. I love that answer. That's a great one. Coach, last question for you. If you could choose any coach in the Mountain West to take on in a penalty kick shootout, who would it be and why? 
Wow, that's a loaded question because as you remember last year, the 40 whatever penalties we took, I don't want to do penalties anymore. Um, but I have to, you're talking about face them one-on-one, me personally, oh man. Um, I'm going to go with Jim. I don't think he can hit the frame. <laughs> so I love that you said that because um, that that's, goes great because when I had Jim on about a month ago, he said, quote, he specifically wanted to beat you because he wanted bragging rights and he wanted to be able to sit at your dinner table and tell your family that he would beat oh, you. So if you two make the Mountain West tournament, I think we have to follow up on this and Absolutely. actually uh, have this come to life. There we go. But we'll probably both, both miss the frame at that point. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Well, coach, thank you so much for joining me on taking the lead today. Keep up the great work. This Aztecs team is really fun to watch uh, as they always are, but good luck with the remainder of conference play, the upcoming games this weekend. Um, And again, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. That's San Diego State women's soccer head coach, Mike Friesen. The 2023 Mountain West women's soccer season is heating up. To watch matches this fall, check out the MW.com or download the Mountain West app, available on Apple and Android devices. Join us next week for more episodes of Taking the Lead, available on Apple, Spotify, and also on the SiriusXM app.